Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 143 of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Andy, and welcome back to another episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. It's just been a long weekend here in the United States. I don't know about the rest of the world, but it's uh, it's been good. Had a nice day off. How are you, Jack? Great. It was a nice, sunny Memorial Day. That was the mm-hmm. holiday we had. Yeah, that was um, it. Yeah, but yeah, it was nice and sunny, pleasant. Everything's everything's going all right. Good, what, good, good, good. What have you been up to, Andy? I spent my long weekend doing basically nothing but play video games, and it was wonderful. Hung out tell, with my dog and play video games. Tell me the video games you played, Andy. You want to know the video game that I played? The one video game that I oh, played. Oh God, was it Xenoblade Chronicles Two? No, I've already beaten that game twice. I'll probably go back for a third new game plus eventually, or set, rather a second new game plus <laughs> one one of these days. But uh, I, no. like I meant Torna, but like go ahead. Oh, I did Torna. I already did Torna. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I've done Torna and two playthroughs of the main game. <laughs> I like I like that game a little bit. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> but what game did you play this weekend? Uh, so you may not, you may have heard that Resident Evil 4 came out on the Switch. Oh, Christ. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How's it run there? How does it run? Beautifully. Solid, okay. perfect 60 FPS. Everything about the way it runs and plays is flawless. It's, uh, as a port, it's pretty basic. It's, it doesn't really have any extra features. It's the same HD port that's been coming out on other consoles for a few years now. But let me tell you something about Resident Evil 4, Jack. That game is easily top five dead or alive for me one of my favorite games ever made. okay no i i can believe that just like think of the legs that game has had <laughs> like that game i don't want to say that's probably been like the most re-released game but it's got to be up there right i mean up there with like the original super mario brothers and like galaga <laughs> it's it's one of the up there with those guys <laughs> Yeah, in terms of, like, full-featured ports and not something that you could buy at a CVS for $5. Yeah, I mean, and how many other, like, big AAA games like that have gotten re-released this many times? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, not a lot of other games that came out in 2004 have been re-released with the same sort of, like, fanfare as Resident Evil 4. Yeah, because it's a goddamn masterpiece, Jack. And, like, listen. No, I Re- Resident Evil as a whole is one of my favorite, like, game franchises. And I get where people are coming from saying, that, like, oh, RE4, like, changed everything for the worst, blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't care, I don't care what came after RE4. I, I care about RE4 and looking at it for what it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's, like, a miracle. It's, like, one of the most, like, wildly creative and engaging games i've ever played and it's like twice as long as every other resident evil game it takes like 15 to 20 hours to finish because yeah that game's like third act is pretty long right yeah because they just had so many ideas and they just threw everything they just threw everything at it and like because mm-hmm. the way it starts the village segment is obviously really iconic and it's still, like, people talk about that game isn't scary. That game still fucking scares me. Not in the oh, same yeah. not in the same way that something like Resident Evil 7 is scary. Resident Evil 7 is fucking disturbing. Mm-hmm. Whereas Resident Evil 4 is just really tense. Like, the tension 
the tension never stops because right from minute one, you know that these monsters you're fighting are a threat mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, you can't just get away from them. You have to actually survive. So like the first big segment of the game is you're in the village and you have to survive for like 10 minutes against a huge army of, of these, we'll just call them zombies. They're not zombies, but I'm just going to call them zombies. An mm-hmm. army of these zombies plus a guy with a chainsaw. So you'd have to just survive out this scene. <laughs> God, and, Resident Evil 4 chainsaw guys or something. <laughs> uh-huh. And then once you do, they all leave. And my absolute motherfucking guy, Leon Scott Kennedy, walks out, looks around, and says, Where's everybody going? Bingo. And then the title the title drops. Like a fucking... Like they drop a fucking <laughs> mic. It says Resident Evil on the goddamn screen after he makes that one-liner. And it is... It sets that the tone it, for the rest of the game, because that game's a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> well, because here's great. the thing, is that it has this amazing, tense, terrifying moment, and then it just drops the mic on a fucking one-liner. And uh-huh. if that if that perfectly gives you a view into how the... It's a, it's a vertical slice of the entire game, because it's tense, tense, <laughs> tense, with, like, comedic moments dropped in, in between all of it to lighten the mood a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to the castle, the game just turns into a fucking <laughs> non-sequitur for the next ten hours. Oh yeah, it's Looney Tunes. Yeah, you're like fighting off cultists, and there's a scene where a giant... And like the bad guy in the castle is this like Napoleon guy who's, oh, who's just uh, the Salazar? best. Is yeah. Oh, yeah. have you played the whole game, Jack? Resident Evil 4? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I just I, I well now I you have I had no that you have I have more context for what I'm saying. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, cause, cause I, like, I played I played that game when it came out, and then I played the Wii re-release because that Wii version, version is, is so good. Oh, as much as they want to re-release it now, nothing can ever come close to the Wii re-release. I just wish because, I could get like, the Wii release with the HD tech textures. <laughs> I mean, you could probably rig something together in Dolphin with a uh, a texture a, pack. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely possible, but it doesn't. And, need a, and a Wiimote. Like, yeah, you could you could probably get something going there with like gun support. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't compare to having it on the Switch though, because I played a lot of it in bed, and that was amazing. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that'll do it. That was absolutely amazing, and and like, so you're in this castle, and then there's this part. Where these like two guys burst through a wall in mm-hmm. this like like bulldozer drill thing. Oh, the drill dozer. <laughs> yeah, and all you have to do is just pull out the sniper and shoot the two guys driving it before they get to you and kill Ashley. But like, I'm thinking, you know, they designed this whole set piece with this mm-hmm. giant drill dozer and then breaking the wall and this whole for, like, thing. For like five minutes. For like five, not even like a minute. Of you pop pop escape done, like <laughs> like that's the kind of like wild creativity that this game has that they just like. There's they, another they scene soon after hog. that where you're getting chased by a giant robot statue of Salazar that you're you've s- been climbing around, right? Because you, yeah. you cl- yeah, you climb around it, and then all of a sudden it starts it starts moving. <laughs> oh God! And what then are- then you get to the island. And all of a sudden, it's like just straight action movie until you go into this room and you hear this thing like fucking like wheezing. 
and you're like, oh god, what the fuck is that? And then the music goes crazy, and this fucking gangly ass like corpse starts coming after you, and oh, then it the won't die, and it won't die, and it just shows that even though the game is like almost a parody of itself at this point, it still mm. knows how to freak you out because. The regenerators are also iconic for a reason because they caught yeah. everybody off guard. God, regenerators are such like a great stroke of like enemy design and gameplay design because mm-hmm. like you don't really have a way to kill them until you have to like run around them a bunch and get. Well, the, they don't uh, give you the thermal scope until you've killed like two of them. Yeah, so the, and then the, the game Iron makes Navy you show up. Yeah, so the game makes you fucking have to deal with these basically invincible monsters for a while before they show you how to beat them. Mm-hmm. So you're basically just pumping them full of shotgun shells until you eventually accidentally hit its weak points and then it dies. Which yeah, is if just you're lucky. like Yeah, it's it's brilliant. And I like I, I could I I could do a fucking thesis paper about everything that's brilliant <laughs> about Resident Evil 4 <laughs> and how Resident Evil 5 was a fun game did not did not live up to Resident Evil 4, and Resident Evil 6 is just an f- absolute fucking disaster. Yeah, I'll go to bat for <laughs> Resident Evil 5, like, all the time, because I, I, that game, it, in co-op, is some of the most fun you could have on the 360 at the time. Like, yeah. that, that game was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not saying Resident Evil 5 is a bad game, because it's really fun. It's just... Because here's the thing, is it got a lot stupider than Resident Evil 4, but somehow also took itself a lot more seriously... <laughs> Love Chris Redfield. <laughs> Man had bolder shoulders for days. <laughs> and you know what? That's what's funny is that in Resident Evil Seven, when Chris Redfield shows up, he look mm-hmm. he's like a lot scrawnier than RE Five yeah, and RE Six. Chris Redfield. RE Five is like a farce. It, it's funny because people were like, "Why does Chris Redfield look like this? He's supposed to be ripped." But then when you look back to what he looked like in RE One and Code Veronica. That's what he looks like in the older games. It's five that made him fucking Jack gave for him, some. Gave him the juice. <laughs> yeah, like he, he's all the fucking gas, dude. He turned into the Hulk overnight. <laughs> so it's it's actually more weird that he's ripped in the later games than the fact that he's scrawnier in RE7. It's, yeah, uh, I just I think that. that's funny. Yeah. So whole weekend RE4. Yep. Nice. And then I was so jazzed on the whole Resident Evil thing that yesterday I did a three and a half hour run of the RE2 remake. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the Claire B run, and I I came in just under three and a half hours. You have to get under three hours to get the speed run uh, achievements and unlocks, which I will get one day. Uh, one day I will will memorize that entire map, hopefully. Ooh. Better you than me. <laughs> Golly. That's so yeah, cool. That's what I've been doing. What were you doing, Jack? I read a lot. Mm. <laughs> I, I read a bunch of comics that I've had around. I uh, read Original Sin. That was that was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, read uh, Birds of Prey. I went to a local comic store. And the dude who was working there, who was, like, responsible for buying all the stuff, was on the same exact, like, weird bullshit wavelength as I am. And that was fun. Oh. Because um, I walked out of there with some weird shit I've never even heard of. Um, have you ever heard of Copra? C-O-P-R-A? No. 
Capra is uh, he pitched it to me as like one man's like suicide squad inspired like superhero thing but what if it was filtered through a fever dream and it was drawn on construction paper with broken markers and oh it is it is a goddamn <laughs> trip to read that thing let me see if i can bring up like any um pictures of like a page or something so you can see what i'm talking about just in terms of like what it looks like and what it does um here this is this is a good one um but got a got a bunch of neat paperbacks there uh here you go and also i oh wow yeah right (laughs) like that's not when you said construction paper and broken markers this is not what i expected to see (laughs) no well you hold the book in your hands and it's way lighter than like any other trade paperback like the paper is really toothy and rough uh-huh. and like I, this, is, this is a really nice looking spread like so, the the stuff in volume one some of it just looks scrawled but in a really cool way like mm. and it's completely like mi- written drawn published by w- one guy like this guy had a vision and he executed it like all the way through god damn and, yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really cool. Going to read a lot more of that. Um, have you heard of the Ancillary uh, series? Like, Ancillary uh, Justice... Um, an- sorry, Ancillary. It's fucking weird-ass word. No, you Jack, heard- you're already deeper into weird comics than I am. It didn't, it didn't take long. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, you, you guys can, like, play around in, in the middle spot with all the stuff, and then I, like, jump out of the pool and go digging in the dirt. And it's like, <laughs> you all right. Go, you go right to the uh, Island of Misfit Toys. A hundred percent. Like, I just asked the dude, it's like, what's weird and on the fringe? And then he pointed me to, like, both full size shelves of image and dark horse stuff and he, he started pulling stuff out and i was like all right i'm in the right place yep oh there's some kind of thunder siren happening outside that's cool oh uh, but what exactly would you say is a thunder siren i don't know i just heard like some sort of car alarm thing that wasn't a car alarm go off and then a big crack of thunder so thunder siren you know all right um, but I've also been reading a book book, um, uh, Ancillary Justice is the first book in the Ancillary series. It is a space opera set in, um, way, like, way future times in a empire that's, like, continually expanding and, like, swallowing up other worlds. And in this world, um, instead of using, like, human troops... They use what are called ancillaries, which are um, people from the worlds they've annexed uh, with, like, cybernetic implants that makes them part of the ship, the ships they fly, the AI. And Mm -hmm. that it's, like, terrifying because you have basically, like, these corpses that are walking around, like, doing the bidding of, like, this huge military complex uh ai um and it plays a lot with uh like post-human sort of things because the main character is one of these ancillaries that's been cut off 
from like the main AI and it wants to return to being like part of that AI, which is neat because it's like, I don't want to be human. I hate this. And uh, I see. Yeah. And it's all, it delves deep into like this huge empire and like the inner workings of it. There's a lot of really cool, like politics happening there. Um, but I, I read the first book like a couple weeks ago and then I bought the second book on Saturday and I sat down for five hours and then I didn't have the second book anymore because <laughs> I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I, I briefly considered going back out to the same Barnes and Noble and just buying the third book, but I controlled myself. Um, but if anyone out there is interested in like, we're like politics space opera um that is actually like pretty breezy to get through like check it out it's i i heard good things about it for a while and i finally sat down as like could not put that book down (laughs) it was incredible um very much looking forward to getting that third one um but yeah i I do like that we're at the point where we have to distinct where we we've called comic books our books and regular books our book books (laughs) hey man what do you what do you want me to call because like (laughs) at this point i i don't even know (laughs) like the words are there there's pictures in some of these here's another picture of copra to look at it's fucking great um oh hell yeah yeah right but yeah i mean that's where we're at like comic you got comic books the one what with pictures and then you have the book books like book squared that are the books yeah it's it's an easy distinction um but yeah like i didn't have anything to do this memorial day weekend like my folks didn't try to do anything like people were away and i was like i'm just doubling down on chill time and yeah, so, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, yeah, nothing, nothing's really going on. So I guess I'm just going to binge one of my favorite games ever. Can't mm-hmm. really complain about that. And, and before we move on, I just want to interject with one yeah. more thing that happened this weekend. So uh, mm-hmm. the, the new wrestling promotion, All Elite, All Elite Wrestling, put on oh, their God. debut pay-per-view. And it was <laughs> it was amazing. I, I just I just need to put that out there. It was it was it was so good. Some of the best wrestling I've seen since I got into wrestling, like like bar none. Please don't make the thumbnail bloody Dustin. <laughs> Please don't. Please. Yeah. So so no spoilers, but if you're into wrestling, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes, aka Gold Dust, was one one of the most, and I'm I'm gonna use this word like for real, one of the most visceral wrestling matches. I've yeah, ever like there was seen. viscera on the canvas, right? Yeah. Like literally everywhere, and it had it actually had some real like match scale storytelling. So like there was story unfolding from these two men fighting, which is where the real art of wrestling comes from. You watch a match, and there is a wordless story unfolding in the match, mm-hmm. and it was just such a like if you want to know what wrestling is all about, watch. Cody versus Dustin Rhodes from Double or Nothing, the AEW pay per view. I just want to get that out there. It, it was really, <laughs> it was really good, and I'm really excited to see what they do next. Anyway, Comic-Con. twenty minutes in, comic time. Hey, Picking when back I, when up I make the, the time stamps these days, I just put the first twenty minutes as like Andy and Jack dick around. It's fine. Yep. 
Yeah, we're in fine. no hurry to get through Stone Ocean. Like I'm, I'm enjoying the read through, but like it, it doesn't have the same kind of like. Oh God, I was about to say gravity. Fuck. <laughs> Ugh, the same kind of gravity that Part Five did that it made you like want to get to the end. Yeah, um, no. There will be a point in Part Six that we hit where it's just like, all right, it's go time. Probably just want to. Yeah. Yeah, but now's not that time. But what it is is White Snake Pursuer Part Two, and, and we started off with this like. Speaking of wrestling, here's like a wrestling promo for Foo Fighters I would versus White love Snake. Love to see <laughs> Foo Fighters cut a promo. <laughs> when I joined this company, there was this guy. Jesus there, Christ! There was this guy with a weird crown mask. He said he was a priest, but I didn't believe him. <laughs> and this Saturday, I'm going to show him who runs this place. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have this face-off between White Snake and Foo Fighters, just like a lowdown on what uh, has happened so far. Basically, Foo Fighters has lost the shell that she was using, the body, the corpse that she was living inside of. Um, she and Poochie are fighting because um, D&G, who's in the ambulance that Foo Fighters is in, has the memories of, like, uh, what Poochie has been after and, like, uh, Jorts's, uh memory disc. That's that's the whole thing she's after right yeah, now. Yeah, basically, like, if, if Jolene gets her hands on the memory disc from D&G, uh, the, the, the jig is up, basically. Yeah. So Poochie's not having that because he can't he can't allow himself to be outed yet because he's not ready to commit to his full plan. Yeah, he needs the green baby for that to mm. happen. Um, but we come in. Foo Fighters is crumbling in this ambulance because she has no water uh, from the top. Andrew. Oh God! Should I do regular? Should I should I do Foo Fighters regular voice or a plankton voice? Um. I mean, she. Here's the thing. She's probably still trying to sound like her old self because, like, she valued the humanity it gave her. So, like, yeah, yeah go crazy. All right. How much time do I have left in this exposed state? Thirty seconds? A minute? I have to get out of here and head east towards the swamps, a distance of about three hundred or four hundred meters. I need water. That's a contraction I've never seen before. <laughs> What? Uh, the next line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like trying to. It's put trying to an say accent. like, yeah, fossetle. The fossetle. Well, yeah, I guess it's just do. it's just trying to transcribe how she's talking. I guess. Yeah, and it drops the e, and it just looks like falcatel. <laughs> <laughs> that fossetle have to do. Well, see, when you say it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It just looks really strange. I need to get to the swamps. I have to tell Jolene that White Snake is Father Poochie. Oh, look at the face. Yeah, no, she she changes the the plankton face into like like n- old new Foo Fighters face. Uh, like yep. the I forget it's that. It's weird seeing a stand without the stand eyes. Well, I guess yeah. it's not a stand. It's plankton. I I don't know. Foo Fighters the, doesn't make any sense. The this plankton <laughs> is the stand. I, um, I'll never be able to, like, 
not comprehend that, but I guess like come to terms at it with it at a logical point of view. Because it like it, with it. it looks like a stand, but it's it's plankton. The stand is is part of the plankton. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Also, if this thunder comes through on the recording, I apologize. I can't do anything about. I'm that. not hearing it. Uh, so, I see it on. I see it on the waveform. Yeah, but. you see lots of things on the waveform too. <laughs> this. Okay. Our our, um, our listeners know know how we do here and what a beautiful podcast. This, yeah, this is DIY to... ass, uh, low budget ass, low fi ass, low effort, lo fi ass shit show. Yeah, and I like. I'd like to hope that's part of the charm. Yeah, no, <laughs> we bring a certain level of like flea market charm to the podcast uh, business. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's White Snake bursting up through the dashboard of this ambulance. <laughs> Are you trying to get to the faucet outside? Well, before that. I have a few questions. Uh, even, even, like, what was her name? Etro? Was that, was that the court? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah Etro's full head kind of shows through. Like, she's transforming into the body, just all yeah, black Yeah, she's trying to, yellow. like, apply that form to the, uh, to the plankton. Uh, they do a little bit of fist fight with this steering wheel, and White Snake just chops off one of Food Fighter's arms. Yep, Ooh. and then goes on to completely mulch her and take her. I guess her stand disc. Yeah, she. Uh, he's trying to take out the stand disc that will render her like basically like inert. Um, but the arm that he chopped off uh, fires a bunch of Foo Fighters bullets. <laughs> oh, so she made it through this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not not the end of the chapter yet. Yep. So she's still highly dismembered. And mm-hmm. escapes the ambulance and turns around to see... Foo Fighters, what I need to know is this. Only one thing. Did you see it back in the Punishment Ward? What was born? What was it like? Was it a plant? Was it beautiful? What the hell is a priest like you doing in prison? Hey, I'm the one asking questions here. I can easily just read your memory to find out what happened. Where Jolene is, too. But I want to hear what you thought about it. If you thought it looked soft or beautiful, those are your feelings and not part of the disc's memory. Are you afraid of losing whatever was born to lose sight of it? Did it move fast? Don't know. But what? But you should be worrying about whether or not it's been killed yet. Or maybe it's dead already. I don't know. Jolene's with this guy, and he's not very gentle. If he felt like killing it, he would. Hmm. The guy who killed Guccio? Whoa, I is don't... that the first uh, Iraqi face at a word bubble? Uh, I feel like we've seen this before. Okay. Maybe in the, earlier in this part, but yeah, this is maybe a very this part in general. Yeah, maybe this part in general is when he started using the faces in the word bubble. Although I don't remember if that was he did that in Steel Ball Run. Uh, I think he did. That that's okay. where it started popping in. But we'll get there too. We can see for ourselves. Yep. Um, I don't know who he is, but it's impossible to kill whatever was born, Foo Fighters. It's simply not possible. No one can possibly kill it. I know this. I'm more afraid of Jolene losing it more than anything. 
only one who has Jotaro's memories has the ability to control it. And currently, I'm in possession of those memories. I'm almost there. What was it shaped like? Did you see if it grew and if it did quickly? Uh, I thought it might drown in the water and what else did I think? White Snake, she's trying to avert our attention by conversing with us. Look behind you. Here's something interesting. Why is Poochie telling his own stand this? Hmm. Well, that's the thing, because I, I feel like this is actually Whitesnake talking and not Poochie communicating that, through him. That's the thing, like, Whitesnake exhibits, like, both, like, independent, like, stand, like kind of remote abilities but also it acts like a close range punch ghost when it needs to well, it's interesting it's, it's like a punch ghost version of sex pistols it's sentient yeah sentient stands are weird yeah i uh, mean because here's the thing because like it was fine with sex pistols because it was mostly a goof but here it's it's like a serious ability now like this stand is, is a guy yeah it's it's a it what walks like a man yeah also Here's a fun question. Do you remember why they need Jotaro's memory disc to use the green baby? Just just a quick quiz. It has something to do with the fact that it's connected to Jonathan Joestar, right? Do you remember the 13 words? The 13 words. This has something to do with Dio's journal about going to heaven, right? Oh, because, yep. because yep. Jotaro read the journal and yep. destroyed it. There you go. Okay. I yep. wanted to make sure. Like, I was just thinking to myself, it's like, <laughs> this is gets really convoluted. I wanted well, to you make... want to know how, <laughs> you want to know why that sticks in my head so well? Because the whole, like, Dio going to heaven thing is the entire basis for the weird fan fiction-esque story mode in Jojo Eyes of Heaven on PS4, which I actually, oh, yeah. I actually really like the story mode in that game because it's really ridiculous and it ties in all of the different parts including the reboot universe and it and really and basing it all around dio and poochie's search for air quotes that heaven heaven that's crazy. yeah and that so that's the whole gimmick it's basically like a, a alternate universe where dio achieves heaven whatever that means it's it's kind of even in even in this part it's, it's kind of vague as to what that actually yeah. means yeah um, but anyway, Foo Fighters was trying to distract White Snake because the other half of Foo Fighters, with her, one of her discs, I guess, is running to the faucet. Just her legs. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> I did it. The brain behind Foo Fighters, it's not in this section. It's in the other part. The leg portion, which I severed when I jumped out of the car. The brains are in the ass. <laughs> The brains are stored in the ass. Now I have more water. I can go tell Jolene everything. Turns on the faucet. Full on Foo Fighters. We're back. Mm hmm. She's very wet. Very moist. Oh, God. Yep. Like, um, and basically, like, her whole upper body is now etro again, um, which is cool. Yep. But just like black and gray and weird your brain whatever your brain is it's not for you to decide i was the one who gave you your stand ability smug plankton scum like you don't have the right to give me lectures oh dear 
Uh, yeah. Foo Fighters starts to bubble up. Ooh. Ooh. Like, starting to, like, dissolve as if it were acid? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, no! My body! This faucet, no! This thing that's spouting from the faucet! Fingers start to fall off. It's boiling water. Apparently the highest temperature that underwater organisms can survive in is thirty is under 32 degrees Celsius. I inserted an ability disc that boils water. Uh, Into hmm. this thing over here. Now what's going to happen to all that plankton who got all that hot water? I hope you understand when I say that I'm the only one who gets to decide where your true brain is. You know, I wonder if it's really Whitesnake calling the shots here. Like, who's, who's, who's the stand and who's the user, you know? Oh, it, deep, deep that's, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the fact that Poochie starts a sentence and, and Whitesnake ends it, like... Uh, well, obviously, they have a kind of psychic link. I mean, they have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have to. I mean, again, stand rules are bullshit. But, it, you know, there's got to be something. There's got to be some kind of hive mind between the two, maybe. But the fact that White Snake is clearly sentient and has all... It holds all of the power. It's not directly in Poochie's control, maybe. Yeah. Because White Snake yeah. says he's the one who gets to decide, not Poochie. If we're going under this... Assumption slash theory that White Snake is is totally sentient. I don't think it's totally sentient. Like here, I do think it's Poochie speaking through White Snake. Like okay, like he he is that one. He he decides. Um, but Foo Fighters is in a really bad way because yeah. all the water that touches her uh, boils now. Ugh. Your ability turns every drop of water you touch into boiling water. And then, then in a classic JoJo page turn, ah, Jolene! <laughs> Foo Fighters dissolves. Dissolves into dust. The Foo Fighters disc clatters to the ground. There are no obstacles left now. Now all I have to do is find out where Jolene is from the memory disc. So that's going to be a big rip to Foo Fighters, easily my favorite character in Part 6. Yeah, and, like, not around for that long. <laughs> nope. I mean, my other favorite character, Weather Report, is still to come, but she, Foo Fighters is definitely the most charismatic member of the gang. Yeah, the emotional core. Yep, and she's dead, which uh, is a sign of things to come, for sure. Next yeah. chapter! <laughs> White Snake Pursuer Part 3! Hurry, White Snake! You must retrieve Foo Fighters' disc. What I fear most is losing whatever was born to Jolene. I understand. Uh, who's someone on the? I don't know. Who? Who uh, is this? It's me. What happened? This radio? Is that you? Oh, this is Jolene. Oh, okay. Oh, is it? Okay. Did you call me, Foo Fighters? What's going on in the Punishment Ward? Answer me. Huh? Hmm? Huh? A radio. Answer me, Foo Fighters. Can you hear me? Why is there a radio here and it's turned on? Who is that talking on the other side? Someone with access to the radio in this prison? But who? 
This radio, it can't be. Did Foo Fighters bring it here? Was she hiding it inside her body since when? Answer me, Foo Fighters. What's going on? Ah, that radio. When that guard died, Foo Fighters must have taken it somehow and hidden it inside of her body so she could contact the others. It must be one of the guard's radios. Another tradition that one of the, one of the, when one of the Joe Bros bites it, they always leave something behind for the other characters. Yeah. And a 100%. tradition, a tradition started by our, our dearly departed friend, Baron Zeppelin. <laughs> mm-hmm. That, that's the bit. Yeah. It's like, take this, my last ripple. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. It happens in every part. One of the, one of the friend characters dies and they leave something behind that helps the other characters every time. Yeah. Oh, and this is Weather Report. Okay. What oh, weather... it is? Yeah. What did Weather Report sound like? I don't know. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I understand, Foo Fighters. I see what's going on. So, you're not even able to talk in your situation. Well, I just left the infirmary. D- this is Weather Report! It starts to rain. Mm-hmm. A meat like pour on on white snake this this oh shit and that's oh, important wait. we jumped the gun jack no i i knew we were jumping the gun a little bit but yeah you know uh, suspense and all that yeah um, okay <laughs> it's it's fun yeah Th- this is and then our friend <laughs> Foo Fighters has not yet bit the dust. There's still a little bit of her left, and with the water, she can replicate and starts crawling around on the ground. Bitch! She made Weather Report make it rain! I have to find whatever was born for the Punishment Morn. I can't lose it now! I can't let you get away! Scramble, 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 scramble. It is Ah! raining hard. This, goddammit, I can't see a thing. Where did she go? Shit, she should be close by. Rain, 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 rain. And, and now it's getting foggy. It can't be this clicking sound that Foo Fighters is making while she's running away. Yeah, that's kind of lost because, like, you can't really tell which sound that is. Yeah. Um, this rhythm. She's sending a message to Weather Report, who's heading over as we speak. It's Morse code! Alright. Okay. Alright. Okay. (laughs) Thicker fog. She's telling him to make it thicker. White Snake's identity is... She's telling him who I am. They know. Father Poochie. Wait a second. How? Hmm? What? Why would making it thicker fog tell him the identity? No, I think he's just listing off the things that she, she's telling him. Oh, 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 okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Morse code. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's telling Weather Report. This is, I love that Whitesnake just has, like, CD changers, like, in his arms. It just, like, flips up a disc into the air, carves a bird's skull in two, and just, like, and then... Oh, okay, so he puts a disc in this bird, and then he's able to see... What the bird sees. Oh, uh, okay. In the disc. Okay, alright, fine. There. Oh, because he's pulling out the memories of the bird, I guess. Yeah. We, yeah. Okay. There. The bird saw her. There you are. Die, Foo Fighters. Goes to punch uh, this shadow in the fog. Big black clump. Oh, there's nothing there. Hmm. Mm. What is that? 
It's me, not Foo Fighters. My my reflection projected onto the mist. No, we saw, we no. saw this trick before. Yeah. Uh, uh, jumping Jack, jumping Jack Flash. Is that is that the the zero I think G so. one? I feel like that. Yeah. Was that. Um, and we see Foo Fighters still crawling along on the dirt. Uh, fuck. What does weather report sound like? I just don't want to do Anasui again. So you're all right, after all. Where's Jolene? Weather report! 29. There he is. There's my fucking boy. Oh, this pose, this pose rules. 37. 41. 43. Yeah, weather report looks great. Ugh. <clears throat> 47. Count the prime numbers. Nothing can divide the prime numbers. The reason that people fail is due to the feeling of shame. They think that they could have done things differently in the past, or they wonder why they did the things that they did. Because of their regrets, people feel shame. They slowly become weak and they fail. It wasn't a mistake on my part for not noticing that she stole the guard's radio. This is a test. I have to turn things over in my favor to earn my victory. Jolene Cujo has yet to discover my identity. Nothing has changed yet. I haven't lost everything. Not yet. The victor is ultimately the one in possession of whatever was born. Oh shit, one. bitch. Yeah. Yep. Keep it, yes. keep it fucking pushing. <clears throat> Alright, you're in a suey when it's just the two of them. Yep. This is convenient. It's starting to get foggy around the punishment ward. So anyway, I want to ask you what you have planned next. Uh, first, I'd like to thank you for what you've done. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You've protected me until now, but why are you doing all of this for me? Finding Whitesnake and retrieving my father's disc is only of my concern. Jolene. <laughs> Creepily touches her face. Fucking idiot sandwich here. Yeah. You know how I feel about you, and you're still saying things like that. You're constantly giving me hope. I can see hope for myself through you. And I've never felt this way. Not in prison. Not in the outside world. That's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, God. She's, she's not amused. Well, I've been married once before in prison. Do you want me to tell you a story about that? I hey! I want to read that one. I want to yeah. read that uh, pseudo-fanfic. Where's that light novel? <laughs> The green baby is now on Anasui. Yeah, eating Jolene, his hair. What the hell is this thing doing? I don't know. Don't tell me you don't know. It's eating my hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but it seems to like to chew on things. It's kind of funny, really. Sorry I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you should have told me. <laughs> See? It's even chewing on dirt. What is, does that mean it's really a, a plant? Is it getting nutrients? But that thing falls asleep all the time, too. Huh? Shh! Jolene, get down! Something's coming! They see the fog created by Weather Report the stand, not Weather Report the person. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Weather Report at all. Uh, the fog. Jolene's still blind in one eye, I remember. Still, still nice that it's uh, kept consistent. I think this is Anasui. Two of them. There are two of them coming, and they've already gotten this close. Uh, are you all right, Jolene? I found out who Whitesnake is. 
It's Ooh. Father Poochie, Jolene. What? He attacked me. Oh. It was Father Poochie. <sighs> Too close. If Weather Report hadn't come, I would have been done for. And Jolene and Anasui seem almost scared of Weather Report. Mm hmm. Foo Fighters! It's alright. I just had to dispose of my body. What about you, Jolene? That right eye, here, I'll fix it for you. Oh, there we go. Mm hmm. What, what you just said now? Yeah. Who. Yeah, this is Foo Fighters. I don't know where the fuck this balloon is going, but it's not. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. White Snake was trying to find the whereabouts of that baby through DNG's memories. And it turned out that the stand user was Father Poochie. All we have to do now is find him. We'll win for sure. We have Brother Report too. Jolene. What? Sorry, it went back instead of forward, and I have no idea yeah. why. Weather report. Jolene. Have your wounds from that time fully healed? Yeah. And you? Aw. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> hey! What, what the, the fuck, fuck is, is that? that? <laughs> what are those two doing? <laughs> I like how, like, Foo Fighters and Anasui are saying this. <laughs> uh. They're hugging. I know that! Force them apart, Foo Fighters! Get those two away from each other! What the fuck?! Me? Hurry up and separate those two! Go! Do it! That's what we agreed on, remember? He's rubbing his scent all over Jolene! Ugh. Calm down, they're just greeting each other. Yeah. See, they stopped. Stop freaking out. We need to we need to find Father Poochie. We don't have time for this. Hey, are you trying to give me orders? Who do you think you are forgetting our promise? Shit, you're just plankton, damn it! Hey. Hey, now. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <sighs> Jolene, if what we said is, if what Foo Fighters said is true, then we don't need this thing anymore, right? We only needed this to lure White Snake's user. I'm talking about this green baby. We have no more use for it. I'm going to kill it. Let me do it, Jolene. We have no idea what this thing is capable of. My instincts tell me to dispose of it. Right now. What? Wait. Banana Sui? This thing isn't our ally, Jolene. It's not even human. It was never supposed to exist. It was a mistake that this thing was born. It's even less than an animal. We should dispose of something so bizarre. Give me permission to kill it. Wait, Anasui. Are you talking about me too? Watch your <laughs> mouth. I'm not asking for your opinion. Shut up. Hey. Don't touch me. Now's not the time, Plankton. Weather report. You understand the situation, right? Tell me that you agree with me, too. No, I can't do that because you're the one that's going to die. Oh, shit, bitch. Mm-hmm. And weather report completely punctures Anasui's chest. Ooh, Rocky and... loves to do this move. Oh, yeah, because it's, so, <laughs> it's really cinematic. And uh -huh. we see that under that weather report skin is White Snake. So I'm guessing that he must just happen to have had a, a stand disc that lets him take the form of somebody else. Sure, that, <laughs> that's fine. It and with the other hand, completely um, spoons out the stand disc from Foo Fighters, like 
got a two for one and Jolene gets stone free in the mix but is a punches through stone free's arm it's really a bad scene oh it's so bad yeah everybody everybody's getting fucked up who who did you bring here foo fighters you you let him follow you shit you've really done it now no it can't no it's not weather report this guy he's we are we were all seeing an illusion I'll have to thank you for bringing me here, Foo Fighters. I was able to come here before Weather Report arrived. Dumps, like, Anasui's body, Jolene's body. Right, Whitesnake has the ability to make illusions. Hasn't come up in, like, 80 chapters, but... Oh, okay. All right, let's do one more. One more? Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's do one more. All right. 101, 103, 107. No one can split a prime number. It's taken so long. 22 years. <laughs> oh, God. To find do you want to just do White Snake's voice? Yeah, I'll do just... White Snake. Yeah. Okay. To find the source that can elevate humans to their highest potential. Kicks a rock towards the green baby. Um, it shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. This is it. It must be the way to go to heaven. I finally found it. Oh, Jolene lost her arm. <laughs> yeah, like it came off. Yep. Like, everyone is in pieces here. Yep. It's still immature and incomplete, but as long as I follow the instructions according to Kujo Jotaro's memories, Dio, I'll revive you and use your powers for my benefit. Oh, gosh. Oh, yes. Before I do that, though, I'll have to send you totally and completely over to the other side to death. Stand, daughter of Jotaro Kujo. I've already noticed that you were able to block my attack to your vitals. Jolene slowly gets to all fours. Well, all threes. Missing missing one. Um, If you're not going to come, then I'll just have to go to you. Whitesnake going in for the final blow. We see Jolene's arm is actually uh, unraveled, like string-wise. And she still has control over it and turns her cut-off arm to a net to kind of catch the punch of Whitesnake. I never imagined that I would meet you like this, Whitesnake. I never thought that I would find you like this, to see you again like this. There are three things I need to take from you. My father's memories, the disc that you just took from Foo Fighters, and your life. So she makes handcuffs at a string <laughs> yeah it's sick though <laughs> like an entire <laughs> set of handcuffs yeah um and handcuffs poochie to her and kind of just like yanks him around a bit and gives him the sickest like fucking axe kick of oh, all time god like her leg goes entirely vert and then just nails him in the back of the head um or wait does it it's actually no white snake dodges out of the way or like uh knocks her off balance man i wanted to see this connect so bad uh knocks her off balance tries to give her an aura she auras back i was like oh no his battle cry is yosha that's neat a neat detail um they try to do some punch fisticuffs but white snake blocks with the handcuffs that she just put on unfortunate really um also the hand okay 
Okay, hang on. <laughs> okay. Okay, hang on. She put the handcuffs on Poochie. But, wait a second. I don't... What? What are you not... What are you missing? Okay, so the handcuffs are on White Snake, but they're also on Poochie. You like, you see in this bottom panel? Like... You see... So, can we sub in Poochie for White Snake in these panels, or... Is it just stand rules again? Huh. I don't know. Yeah, you, see, you see what I mean, though, right? Should we just go with uh, artistic... Uh, license? What's the word I'm looking... Artistic license? Yes, yeah. 100%. Okay. What do you intend to do with these handcuffs? And uses them to kind of uh, cut off Jolene's uh, wrist again. Uh, like, wraps it around it. And... What... Oh, she so she turns the handcuffs back into real fine strings so it can slice through his hand. Ooh, like, like uh, like what? What's that kind of? What's that type of saw that just has a real thin metal string? I know the one you're talking about. Um, yeah, and there's also one that gets like real hot that melts through foam and stuff. But that that's like this. It he it yeah. just slices through his hand like butter. Is this your first time being cuffed? I've been cuffed every day since I came here, just as you fucking planned. A stand made out of string. It wasn't that I couldn't see her attacks. I already know her speed and power, but these strings, they have the potential to be both powerful and pliable. Do you really think that you've caught me with this? What are handcuffs for? They're not used to stop people from running away. They're used to make people obey. Listen. White Snake is a long-distance stand. All right, there you go. But yeah. right now, the range between us is only a few meters. I can use 100% of my speed and power at this distance. But let's set that aside for now. What are you doing now? You're touching me with the handcuffs that you made out of your strings? You seem to be misunderstanding something. Now, what could this possibly mean? Think for a moment. Who's the one that's been caught now? Um, and slowly but surely we see a disc coming out of Jolene's head. <laughs> Your stone free is turning into a disc. It's practically falling out. I can just grab it. It's so easy. All I have to do is pinch it between my fingers. I can just extend my arm, take your disc out of your head, and it'll all be over. What say you, Jolene Cujo? What about you? At least to defeat me, you'd have to critically wound me in a defining attack, while at the same time defending the disc in your head. Do you understand? Now who's the one in the predicament? Me or you? And also, you only recently developed your ability in prison. Your movements are too rudimentary. Um, he looks down. There's some cut grass flowing behind him. Uh, I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. But, yeah, you totally lost me. And that's what <laughs> I understand. What? And we'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, what's... Man, <laughs> I... What is going on? Oh, God. Flip the page. We're here. Oh, God. Time for heaven. Oh, God. All right. We're going to do this shit next next week. Uh, I'm... I'm officially, uh, I'm officially uh, stoked about this now. This is, this is getting lit as fuck. Yeah, we're, we're getting into the, uh, the hot parts because we got time for heaven. What the fuck is Jailhouse Lock? 
I forgot. I don't know. We still got another fucking 60-ish chapters left to go, so... Do we? We're, really? No. Yeah. yeah, we're on chapter 94. It goes up to chapter 158. God damn. Yeah. The thing with... Uh, Stone... Part 6, the part that never ends. <laughs> Stone Ocean... Like, all the parts that I think about happen in, like, the last third. Yeah. <laughs> That's the weird part. Yeah, because what do I remember from Stone Ocean? I remember Bohemian Rhapsody, Heavy Weather, and the Final Battle. Those are the memorable parts. I remember the, the seagull thing. Like, the uh, the battle in the courtyard. I remember that. Like, I remember um, Limp Biscuit because it's out of its mind. Um... Yeah, like, this whole... I remember Dragon's Dream, for better or for worse. But, like, this whole part, like, this Pursuer part, couldn't miss most of it. Like, I remember some details, but not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's switch gears into the Part 5 episode that we saw, like, five days ago. Oh, yeah! Part 5! Part 5, Part 5, Part 5. Yeah, let me, let me bring it up real quick. So, I'm gonna say... Mm-hmm. About this episode, part five, extremely yeah. disappointed that we're getting a part three. <laughs> yeah, I thought about texting you the end card for that after I saw it. It was just like green tea and sanctuary part three. I'm just like, oh man, Andy's gonna hate this. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about that, but I have to say this episode gets a ten out of ten for perfectly trans, uh, perfectly transposing. The seven-page Muda Muda into animation. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that going around a lot. That the goes Muda, on for a while. Yeah, it, it's is it's got to be longer than the t- than when um, Jotaro beat up. What was even that stand fight? Uh, that was Danny Stainless. Yeah, Danny Stainless, and he absolutely beat the shit out of Danny Stainless. This is even more insane than that. Yeah, and I'm. That I'm is a legendary right moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing like and, how like, long this actually goes for. The uh, the re was perfectly e. placed. Mm-hmm. Re, yeah, it was. The, it was just perfect. Yeah, the fact they sped up this animation so fast, like wow, turning Chocolata into pulp. And all right, so the final punch happens and knocks him into the uh, the burnable waste thing. That goes on for over half a minute. Like, solid, solid 40 seconds. It's... Yeah, it's, uh... It's amazing. Yeah, actually, like, I'm enjoying seeing the Green Day and Oasis fight in the anime way more than reading it. Because, like, the body language of Chocolata... Let's talk about how disgusting his spine was. (laughs) Like, just waggling. Like, (laughs) did... When he's yeah, in, it was it was fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, man. When when he's just in there and he's like, "I'm made of body parts. I can do whatever." And when Jorno catches him the first time and he cuts himself apart again, and then it's just like, "Oh, <laughs> I hate it." But very well done in animation. Yep. Um. So now they have to. Or. We're back to uh, fucking Seko. Yeah. Yeah, and Seko. Seko's <laughs> body language and, like, character animation, like, on the phone the, with the voicemail Chocolata left him is really good. Like, uh-huh. I'm 
the animation elevates this part is what i'm trying to say uh, also again appreciate that all of the text like on the cell phone is in italian great great little touch yeah well um, they've been really good about putting all of the written text in part five in italian which i've always appreciated yeah i wonder if this airs special in italy or something it wouldn't be mm. the the uh the first time an anime has done that mm. but now we just got Seco versus uh bruno and gang right yeah yep they're gonna fight Seco, and we got our first glimpse Ooh. of the very special boy oh our guy this is our, our man guy. um we see that tall tall hair we see those binoculars looking out into uh mm-hmm. rome on fire <laughs> like and if that- you're if you're just joining us as an anime only viewer uh he looks a little different <laughs> Yeah, he's got some nicks and scrapes. That's yeah, for sure. he's in a he's in a chair. He's in a, he's in a chair. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about him next week because we're not going to have any more recap episodes. That's for goddamn sure. Oh yeah, thank God we're past those. Um, next week we'll have the third part of this. I would be surprised if that was the whole episode, and it doesn't like uh, we don't also get. Uh, Vinny Dops and Bruno trying to cross the street because that is a very good scene and I think that was oh, part yeah. of Green Day and Sanctuary fucking Green Day and Oasis in uh, the comic and I, I guess that leaves us at Requiem next week right or am I just getting my hopes up is that is that, is that, is that what happens let me look at the chapter uh, list real quick while we okay. have uh, at the end here because you might be right Uh, what's a story of the recent past? What is that? Hmm. Oh, wait. Did we? Whoa, they did a, a swap that I didn't even notice. Oh, what? What happened? Like, the the backstory of Vinnie Dops, where uh, it talks about, like, the priest, like, taking him in. That happens after Green Day and Oasis. Oh, yeah. The fuck? And they just put that like back in Sardinia. Oh, well, that rules. They, yeah. they did such a good job with that. I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, that really good. Um, yeah, because we have uh, his name is Diavolo, like part one um, story of a recent past. And then Diavolo part two, what lies beyond the arrow? And then Requiem plays quietly. I think we might have one whole uh, uh, episode that's just like some backstory of our special boy and like introducing us to him, and then Requiem. oh yeah, and there's a there's a short fight between uh, Diablo and the special boy. Yeah, I I want to see that fully animated, <laughs> especially yeah. since our boy's head comes apart. Oh yeah, and I can't I can't wait to see needle legs. <laughs> needle legs. Um but yeah, we're we're right there. Yep. So strap yourselves in, uh anime viewers, as you'll be able to learn the you'll be able to see my favorite JoJo fight of all time happen in animation. And I'll be obviously I'm excited. Oh yeah. Andy, this Andy this Park is just hard for this. so epic. Ugh. Literally. 
Put a dollar Literally. in the epic jar. Come on. Yeah, don't, all right. Do jar, do, there's my dollar in the epic jar, but I said it and I mean it. No, I know you do. I know. I know. But <laughs> I, that'll bring us to the end of this week. Andy, where can they find us? Oh, oh, you know, you can find us at our home office on SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play. Jack posts it on the Reddit. I tweet it at JoJo underscore cast. Hit us with a follow. Tell mm-hmm. us what you think. Ask any questions you got. Whatever the fuck you want, we're here for you. Whatever you want to do. It's cool. We'll support Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. So thank you for listening, as always, and we will see you next time. See you later. (laughs) 